This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, September 10th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Thursday night NFL insider Jerem Jordan. I'm excited about the uh, the NFL happening uh, tonight, the season kicking off, of course, the uh, Texans playing the Chiefs. Uh, if you're a Texans fan, there's a lot of uh, PTSD from the playoff game where the Texans were up 24 nothing in the second half. But uh, guess who turned the tide? It was one Daniel Sorensen for the Chiefs, which is pretty cool. So congrats to Danny and the Chiefs, of course, Andy Reid. That will kick things off. Uh, my Seahawks play on the Falcons Sunday. So Ooh. excited about that. Let's go on the road. So it's a battle of birds. The bird war. Battle of birds. Let's bird go. warfare. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, and by the way, Daniel Sorensen, you referenced his performance against the Texans in the playoffs. Dan Patrick, of all people, said that his play to snuff out that fake punt was the most underrated play of the 2019 NFL season. Oh, wow. That's quite the statement from yeah. uh, Daniel Pugh. That's it's, his real name, by the way. Patrick's just a, a stage name. Daniel Pugh. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah. He made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone with the last name Pugh is going, what? Ryan Pugh. Our Ryan. friend Ryan Pugh. Hi, Ryan. At- I'm going to use this as fodder for our game on the 26th of September. Oh, see it, Troy. (laughs) Can't wait to smell your musk again. (laughs) Ryan's a great man. Here's today's show lineup. BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope joins us. When does he expect the college basketball season to start, and is he all in on a proposed every team makes it NCAA tournament? Uh, Plus, Stuart Mandel, national college football writer, says if BYU's 8-0, Get the banner ready? Are you buying that? And a new world record holder will also join the program. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Isaiah Kafusi is the Bronco Mendenhall Nagurski. No, no Mendenhall part. National Defensive Player of the Week after his five tackles, two sack performance at Navy. By the way, he only had one sack the previous three seasons. Mm-hmm. And he had two on Monday. Nice. All right. Uh, as you just mentioned, Jeremy, the NFL season kicking off tonight with Super Bowl champion Daniel Sorensen and his head coach Andy Reid. I hope Andy got that cheeseburger with his Super Bowl ring on his finger. Every day, man. Let's go. Leading the Chiefs on a repeat campaign tonight, plus former Cougar legend Fred Warner, how about this, has been named one of seven captains nice. for the San Francisco 49ers. In his two seasons with the Niners, 242 total tackles, 10 tackles for loss, three sacks, and, of course, that interception return for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Best news of all, Jeremy, is he was recently taken off the COVID-19 watch list and is now back to full practice with the team. That's not the watch list you want to be on. No. After the ACC proposed that all 353 Division I teams participate in the next NCAA March Madness, I can barely say that without uh, laughing. NCAA Senior Vice President of Basketball Dan Gavitt said the NCAA is, quote, not working on any contingency plan that involves expanding the tournament field, end quote. So there's that. Okay. I did mention this yesterday, too, uh, a couple years ago. Uh, I guess it's been a decade. The Onion came out with a video saying the racket had expanded to 4,096 teams. <laughs> and they're like, oh, the California driving trucking school now has a team, and they're practicing. <laughs> The steam room. <laughs> someone, someone said, can't wait for Duke to have trouble in the first half against the 256th seed. <laughs> against Colgate. <laughs> How dare you diminish oh. Colgate. Adonal foil. <laughs> 
A memo obtained by ESPN claims that the NBA is looking to delay the draft again. This time potentially as far back as November 18th. They claim this will allow them enough time to negotiate salary caps for next season, uh, next season, luxury tax thresholds, as well as provide more time for teams to prepare for the draft. They have to wait until the NBA Finals are over, and that'll be in October. I mean, it's, it's going to be a minute. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. This whole year is crazy. Come on. Yeah, understatement of the century. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football's 1-0. In the modified 76 rankings, they're up to number 20, according to CBS College Sports. Everything is awesome. But, Jerem, does BYU, with this wave of momentum, need to add a quality game or two to potentially validate this season if they end up as a zero or even one loss team? I think they do. Two thoughts. So uh, one is the qu- the quality. Everyone's going to talk about, okay, who did BYU play? Did they beat anyone that's good to really validate this? I think that BYU does for that reason. Uh, I-, I think that BYU needs to add someone who's available. Now, Tom Homo did say there could be cancellations where one team doesn't reschedule and then BYU hops in there. I feel like BYU has November open for this. I feel like because BYU only has one game in November, Tom is sitting there thinking maybe we get a November game or early December if the le- that league isn't playing a conference championship game the first week. A lot of leagues are trying to play the second week of uh, December in that. I also think quantity needs to be taken into account here. Imagine at the end of the year, let's say, where are they? Let's say BYU goes 8-0, and and it's just amazing and awesome. BYU has this undefeated season. I don't care if they win the rest by one point each, whatever. They're 8-0, okay? The margins, uh, you know, we can discuss later. A lot of teams, barring COVID cancellations, we'll see how many there are, will have played 9 or 10 or 11 games, some 12. BYU sitting there with 8 is going to look a little weird. So I, I think that BYU needs to get a game or two into anyways just to have more games. Because if BYU is undefeated, and one, they didn't play anybody really, and two, they have fewer games, it's not going to be a good argument for BYU in this. So I, I think they do need to validate the season with another quality game or two. Not just anybody. I think they need to be opponents where people go, oh, that's a nice win. Here's something we need to do as this season progresses. We need to follow very closely, and we've done this in the past, what BYU's opponents are doing because we all need BYU's opponents, including Navy, to start winning games. Once you beat them, like you are the biggest fan of whatever team BYU has beaten. So there is that element. Maybe Navy is a six or seven win team. Okay. Out of how many games? You know what I mean? Like 10 games. Like when you say six, I don't know what that means. Six and four, seven and three. We need, Uh, we need to be seven and three. Right? You know what yeah. I mean? That, no, no, you're not kidding. Like, yeah. you, we need uh, the scenario for BYU football to be one that they can look at the schedule and say, hey, we beat some quality teams. Houston's, Houston's good. They're 7-3. Because right. the point isn't necessarily undefeated in this conversation. That's the goal of BYU football is to win every game. The point is to be able to have a chance to play in a nice bowl game. Yes. I don't know if – like, right now at 8-0, and fewer games, n- not great quality, I don't think that BYU would deserve a New Year's Six – um, again, this is just this is just crazy talk. We're talking about going undefeated after week one. At I what no, point does it not become? That. At what point does it not become crazy? When BYU's like four now. Okay. Like, if they beat Houston, let's let's chat. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like if BYU's undefeated through Houston, let's. If they beat Army, it's a realistic Troy thing. and Houston. Yeah. 
Then you always four and zero. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So the blue goggles come off if you're at four and zero. They'll be firmly affixed all year. Come on. We're already seeing things adjust. Like Tulsa and Oklahoma State pushed back the game last week to next week. SMU and TCU pushed back exactly this week. It's it's yeah. already happening. And Marshall had a game canceled in early October. So does BYU get on the phone and say, "Hey"? Uh, Marshall, we want you on the schedule. And is that a Marshall's quality not opponent? The, no, Marshall's not the one I'm thinking of. I, I'm thinking about UCF on November 7th. Sure. Make it happen. Let's go. What's what? And then Memphis is available on November 21st. BYU does have North Alabama. Move the North Alabama game. But what if North Alabama doesn't want to move? I mean, there are so many complications Pay, pay them off. Get a better game mm. because you're going to make that money back if you actually do go undefeated and you have a chance at getting into a New Year's Six. Again, uh, sorry, my bad. I need to put them on. <laughs> I, I acknowledge alert. this is way alert. out there. It's a, bye week. it's a bye week. Blue goggle alert. So quality AAC opponents, UCF is out there. Maybe there's a chance at Temple still. I don't think Temple is in the same category, but I'd be fine with adding them just to have another one. I, I need one more quality game. I would like to see BYU get to 10 games. Man, that's like another him. long road trip, though. Imagine BYU playing at Temple after they've already gone to Annapolis, they've already gone to West Point, and then they got to go back to Philadelphia. <laughs> like, Vaisikahem is waiting for this game. He's like, please, come to 10. <laughs> it helps the uh, Delta Sky Miles account. Or any frequent flyer yeah, miles that, account, that that's no, for sure. That ain't no problem for BYU football. I'm working on it. I'm trying to compile it so that we can have enough uh, miles to uh, go play golf in Hawaii, okay? That'd be, that'd be great. We didn't play golf in Hawaii in December. That's our bad. <laughs> we should have. Instead, <laughs> we were on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I was watching that was a not bad. mediocre Star Wars movie. Okay. Quality, would, would Temple qualify? I know they're not UCF, but no. would, would Temple qualify as a quality opponent? No. If, if it's on the road? No. Really? No, like, sit there. Sit. This is how I imagine the conversation going. Game day is discussing whether BYU deserves to be in the New Year's Six. They're sitting at 9-0, and and they're like, who did they beat? They're not, Temple better not be in the top three or four wins in your season. But what you know if what Temple I mean? has a good season like they have had in the recent past, and they win nine games? That, that'd be good, yeah. But they're I, just not the name brand lo- is what you're they saying. Lost, they lost their coach from a couple of years Truth. ago. Truth. Matt Rule went to Baylor, and now he's in the NFL. So I, I, I just don't see it with temple i i think there's brand association because guess what when BYU beats texas it's a big deal no matter what if texas wins four games that year we're like dude texas when byu beats uh pitt in 1984 dude they were ranked third they stunk that year like brand association and actual merit matter okay hear me out because there are only 76 teams playing if BYU adds Temple or Marshall or somebody that doesn't qualify as a quality opponent and they get to nine and oh I think that will be enough to sneak in the side door to a New Year's Six game where the nation will say, okay, let's see what BYU can really do. Let's see if they can really compete with a top-tier team. And they get that top-tier team in a bowl game. And even if BYU doesn't get into the New Year's Six and they slide to the Holiday Bowl, the Holiday Bowl is going to feature a really good Power 5 opponent. I'm not even – yeah, I'm not even necessarily like all in on, hey, if BYU's undefeated New Year's Six, because they'll have fewer games and there just won't be the quality to sort of validate that typically. A reminder of this. This always happens, so let's talk about it. It's almost like uh, no batteries included on the BYU football season equivalent. BYU does not qualify as the best – Group of five team. They're not in the group of five. They have to out at large other power five yes. teams. But don't so, they have a huge advantage this year because there are yes. 
76 teams instead yes. of 130 playing? We've, we've chronicled that BYU has a better shot at this. And with this schedule, listen, at first it was a win just to have a schedule at all, and that was awesome. But now that we're in playing games, it's not about just playing the games. None of us are satisfied with just watching. you got to win now. And BYU did a great and terrible thing on Monday. They created expectation. <laughs> the best and worst thing ever for BYU football was the 1984 Natty. Because now every year we go, oh, what if BYU goes undefeated? Maybe the-. We would never think that. Like, Marshall doesn't sit there and go, you know what we could do this year? They don't, they don't think that. But, but we do because there's a rich history here. The opportunity is there, but it's not actually there to go to the college football playoff. There's no chance BYU can go to the college football playoff, even if they go undefeated. There's no chance. New Year's Six is the peak for BYU football in the current construct. But, Jerem, what if Barstool Clemson and Barstool Alabama get what they really want and BYU beats Clemson and Alabama? And what if you spoke normally? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, not happening. L- listen, we not don't, happening. I don't want that smoke from Clemson. But I, Navy's one thing. I am with Stuart Mandel, who said, look, BYU's strength of schedule is clearly not there. It's probably not enough to get them into a New Year's Six. It's certainly not enough to get them into the playoff conversation. Yeah, but no, come on. if they're undefeated, absolutely they should do as UCF and hang a banner, man. Listen, we hung a banner for a serious XM mascot yeah. contest emotionally. Yeah. We hung that banner. Heck yeah, we would <laughs> hang that banner, man. Come on. Yeah, I, in, in summary, I, th- I feel like I'm writing an English paper here. Uh, thus we see, uh, BYU does need to add games, in my opinion, for quantity and quality. One they at do. least. If, if they want to validate a special season. Who, who would have thought that in independence that this would have been the year where BYU perhaps shines the brightest? This might be that year. BYU was built for this situation, by the way. Oh, no one else is playing? Oh, we're going to go this way. We zig while everyone's at. Yes. Jeremiah, BYU wants to be in this situation. I said this in my feature on Countdown to Kickoff. Uh, this is the – it's almost poetic. This is the season of independence for BYU. It started literally on the nation's capital, the doorstep there. The doorsteps of the – yes. In Annapolis. You were in D.C. on the steps of like – what, the, the, the Capitol building. Yeah, yeah. I'm on Capitol Hill, and I was like, this this just makes sense. It the, makes sense. The, you were in the Washington Mall. Everyone's B- like, where's, uh, you know, the, where are the stores? Yeah. It's not that kind BYU of mall. BYU are rev- they're revolutionaries, Jerem. Where's a- Abercrombie and Fitch? No, no, no. no. It's the Lincoln Memorial, okay? It's <laughs> they're, they're revolutionaries in that they're the only team west of Texas trying to play a full season. I the love na- it. The name of BYU's not conference is Independence. Mm-hmm. Sponsored by ESPN. <laughs> Presented by ESPN. <laughs> Presented by Mark Few and the West Coast. Let's add a game or two, and if it's UCF, fantastic. Can you imagine the build to that game if BYU continues to win? Oh, man. That'd be oh, nice. Oh, nice. man. Our question of the day, what do you think? Does BYU need to add more games to the football schedule to potentially validate a special season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is... The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at, I believe this is supposed to be Cougar Fan underscore 08. It's written as Kogar Fan. <laughs> maybe it's Kogar. Kogar Fan. Maybe Cougar Fan underscore 08 was taken. Uh, maybe so. Without a doubt, yes. With only eight games, 
they are still at least two games behind the Power 5 schools in games played. Even if BYU runs the table, it would be easier to dismiss them from a New Year's Six game conversation because of that. Yeah, and, and again, I'm not all in on like, dude, New Year's Six are bust. Like, no. Just win every game you play. Playing would, a season is a win. Right, to start, but now that we're in it, go win. And BYU created more expectation with this team on Monday, which is a great and terrible thing. Yes, this is why I tell my wife that the uh, proposal for our marriage was really low-key, so that I could just start really it low. It was a taste of what the marriage would be like. low, and, <laughs> and we build up from there. Yeah, or wow. not. Just keep low, have no expectations. How come you're you never didn't take me on a hot air balloon ride over Paris and propose with you're a like, two-carat diamond I'm the, ring? The hot air is coming out of here. It's like... Well, uh, you want me to set the bar there, and then then reality hits, and then we're living in our 400 square foot apartment for the next year and are, a half. What are we in New York City? Yeah, we're making New York City 400 payments a month on that two carat diamond. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. with you, man. Expectations. It, it, it's, it's a real thing. Yeah, great and terrible. Let's go. Very real thing. Coming up, which former Cougar has the biggest role in the NFL this season? And BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope will join us. When does he expect the season to start? And will it include a bubble format? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch the women's soccer blue and white scrimmage Saturday night, 9 Eastern, on the BYU TV app. Hey, they canceled the season, but BYU's still playing, baby. You can watch it Saturday evening on the BYU TV app. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the dude, BYU men's basketball head coach Mark Pulp, live in his office. Coach, it's always a pleasure to welcome you to the program. How great is Deseret First Credit Union? Seriously. So good. So good. They're the best, right? We I love mean, them. Yes. <laughs> your stipend check is in the mail. <laughs> yeah, nice. good hey, I want you to put on your football analyst hat right now, because why not? What did you think of BYU season opening performance against Navy? I'm just like, how is the football team scoring more than the basketball team? <laughs> that was amazing. I thought, at one point, I'm like, they're going to score 85. Yes. It, it, had they kept it the starters fantastic. in, I think it would have been a BYU record. The record is 83. Lavelle and Jim McMahon were just just jerks against UTEP in the 80s. 83 <laughs> points. What, what? What? In basketball, when do you call off the dogs? If you're like, oh, this is I gotta. What, what's the earliest you pulled the starters in a game? I, I I mean I don't know, guys. I just boy, I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. I just don't. I think you respect the game by playing as hard as you can. Um, I know that people uh, disagree with me on that. I think you respect your opponent by playing as hard as you can. Um, um, I, I think you, you know, you respect the game by playing right. Also, there's a time when you need to, um, you know, save your starters or rest your starters or get other guys rotational minutes and all those kind of things. Um, you're always worried about health and injury. And, and for us, you're always worried about the analysts of the game, but I think that you, you respect your opponent, respect the game by playing as hard as you can and trying to win. And while we're talking coaching philosophy, you've been in a scenario where, man, you have the emotional high of great wins, and there's always this tendency to 
kind of relax a little bit. So uh, what advice do you have for the BYU football players after that emotional high of winning on ESPN Monday Night Football 55-3 to to not have a lapse in Game 2 against Army? Uh, I, don't, I mean, certainly they don't need any advice from me. They're playing great right now, and, and clearly Coach Sataki and his staff have, have things rolling in a great direction for them. I, I get the sense that those guys are so excited to be on the field playing. Um, you know, for those uh, players that get to be on the field right now playing, it's got to mean so much because so many of their competitors – for all kinds of different reasons are sitting at home without the opportunity to play. And it just brings it in a really specific relief, right? About how blessed we are to be able to go out on the field and compete. So I suspect they're going to be ready and and continue to play great. To a certain point, the uh, basketball season depends. I'll tell you what I would do. I would keep showing uh, coach Sataki dancing on the sideline. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how that doesn't get everybody hyped. So, if you want to throw that in a little pregame speech, let's go. We uh, Tuesday night on the Satake show, we threw in some uh, kind of Irish jig music to it. We thought it was more river dance than it was uh, TikTok, you know? No, I'm telling you, that I'm, one of the beautiful things that Coach does is he brings everybody together, right? He can cross over genres and cultures and everything else, and he sure did. Like, there's a little hip-hop, there's a little river dance, there's a little, uh, little country two-step in there. I mean, he brought... <laughs> All genres of dance together in one moment. It was a beautiful so moment. Can we expect this at any point from you in the upcoming season? An Irish jig? I'm working on it. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually paying coach. Uh, we're meeting once a week. He's trying to teach me some dance moves. But you heard his, his post-game comments about the players. He's like, if you can't dance already, don't bring it. So I was like, all right, I can't dance. <laughs> a, a certain amount of the uh basketball season it feels like will be dependent on if football works um do do you feel like that's the case and and uh if so i imagine you're rooting hard for this whole situation to work so that basketball can happen yeah we're we're rooting for everything to work we're rooting for 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 football to work we're rooting for school to work right now we're rooting for the election to work we're working rooting for everything to work because our guys are desperate to play Mark, when do you expect, and I know this is a loaded question, when do you expect your team season to start based on the information you have in front of you as of 10.24 a.m. Mountain Time on September 10th? Yeah, first of all, everything's so dynamic, so it changes every hour. But our expectation is we'll start November 25th. That was the the recommendation made by the Oversight Committee, and they'll meet finally on on, uh, September 16th, and we'll get some more direction. We don't know exactly what November 25th means, though. Does it mean that we've – just chop the first 15 days off the start of the season and everything else will progress normally. Uh, Does it mean that they're going to extend the season 15 days? Does it mean that they're going to kind of give us a a bubble kind of feel from November 25th to January 6th when school comes back where you have to squeeze in, you know, all of your non-conference games or all of your games for the season. So that's the kind of direction that we're looking for right now. We know that it'll change over and over. And so, uh, but, but, but that November 25th date has been what's suggested and we expect that it'll go through in some form or fashion. The ACC uh, yesterday reports uh, of the ACC saying, yeah, we want every team in the whole March Madness. And then uh, the NCAA uh, senior vice president of basketball said, uh, we're not, we're not making plans like that. Uh, what did you think of that proposal? Well, I don't know what it means exactly, um, but, you know, whatever. I don't care. Let's play. 
So if that means that every team's in or half the teams are in or only, you know, 24 of the teams are in, let's go fight it out and go play. That's the most important thing. We just, we just want a chance to play. I mean, I think all of us uh, missed out on that experience last year. Um, and, and so I think we're so eager to find a safe way to do this. Um, I think that it's been proven that there are safe methods to do this, that it can be done safely. And so uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get together and get it done. If everyone made the tourney, that'd be good for, uh, I imagine, a bonus for you built in for making said tourney, right? Uh, I don't know, but, but you know, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm not, I'd have to go reread the contract. But, <laughs> yeah, right, dude, uh, you know. Come on, bro. But, but we, uh, <laughs> but we, we want to, you know, we just want to go play and win. So we're really simple here at BYU, man. Just let us, please, let us get on the court. Yeah. Let's try and win games. Okay, so with that hopeful November 25th start date in mind, whatever that means, as you said, what's the typical uh, practice plan for you guys like right now building up to that date? We're in our normal off-season practice, so we get four, four hours a week on the court and four hours a week in the weight room uh, that we get to be together. Um, our guys are working really hard. Um, we have a lot of things we need to figure out. Um, but it's a, we, we have a super interesting roster, man. I think our guys feel that, um, I think they've done a really nice job. You know, you can get paralyzed by the uncertainty and fall behind, or you can kind of put on the blinder to just forge ahead and say, we're playing, you know, just believe that we're going to go play. And so put everything, all your heart and soul into it. And our guys have been doing a nice job of that. It's not easy for these athletes right now. Um, because it's not easy to come every day and work as hard as they work, but uh, especially when you don't know if you're going to have the incentive of games. But our guys have done a great job. We have pretty good leadership right now, and and so they've stayed focused, and we're, and we're we're preparing to go play and go play well. Zach Wilson was just named the Manning Award Quarterback of the Week, by the way. That just came out. Who's the Zach Wilson of your team, Mark? Oof, boy, I don't know. I mean. I don't know if anybody on our team has the swag that Zach Wilson has. I mean, that dude just walks to the room and you're like, wow, let's go. He's always got the jump man headband too. He's like ready to play. He's he's a pretty good basketball player, actually. That's what I've heard. Izzy, I didn't know that. I did not know that. But he's a terrific athlete, and and, and I, I know he's expecting big things of himself and his team this year. Mark Pope, BYU basketball head coach with us on BYU Sports Nation. All right, uh, what kind of COVID-19 testing protocols are in place for your players right now? The football team's testing three times a week. They obviously are in season, so it's a little more stringent. Uh, they have that road yeah. bubble. What, what's happening for your team? Well, there's two kind of two stages to it. One, it's tough to get into our building. So the building is kind of isolated and blocked off, and our guys have to, you know, have had to um, kind of do their Healthy Together app and, uh, you know, uh, pass temperature and go through the training room and everything. Um, to kind of get into the building. And then we're, we're doing a randomized testing once a week right now on our guys. Of course, if anybody shows any symptoms, uh, then we hold them out um, until we can get uh, test results back. And, and um, for the rest of our team that's feeling good, we're doing uh, randomized tests every week just to kind of keep a pulse on where we are. Who has developed, guys are, you know, right now, right now our guys are wearing masks in practice as much as they can, which has been, a, it's, it's, it's not easy guys. It's, it's hard to do. Uh, you know, we're we're, um, we're kind of going twice a day now in a really simple sense. It's just a heavy lift, heavy hard lift in the morning and then on the court in the afternoon. So a couple of days a week, uh, we cook breakfast for our guys. Uh, Chef Bobby Hordusky, um, who is incredibly talented, uh, actually pulls out the grill and cooks breakfast for our guys. And he's gloved up and masked up and just makes to-go boxes for the guys. 
you know, we break in practice uh, multiple times during practice for our guys to actually wash their hands to, uh, you know, um, and, and disinfect. And, uh, you know, even some guys are having to change masks halfway through practice because they're so soaked that I think they lose their effectiveness. So we're taking every precaution that we possibly can and taking this really seriously. Our guys are, um, you know, trying to stay, uh, stay as isolated as they can and protect their team. Uh, so, you know, hopefully you're not seeing, you know, my guys out at raves or parties right now. They're, they're really trying to take this seriously and be protective of our team. Let's hope no BYU students are at raves, right, Mark? Amen. Let's go. <laughs> Keep it in-house, guys. Keep it in-house. When we say party in Provo, it's a uh, different definition. Uh, that's for sure. Okay, who, who's, who's sticking out in practice as someone who um, – you, you is better than expected so far. Um, well, I, I don't know. You know, my expectations are ridiculous for everybody, so it's 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 sometimes hard to exceed them. But you know, you talk about guys sticking out. It's hard for Matt Harms not to stick out. I mean, he's he's all of seven three, and and uh, and he's playing a, at a high level right now. Um, it's really fun to watch him. He's he's been fantastic along with our entire front line. We have a really long front line. Um, and so I'm excited about those all guys and I can start from, from the tallest guy and then go to the shortest guy. Uh, this Brandon Averett is, is, um, going to be a really special player this year for us. And, um, and then you kind of take everybody in between. I, I like our team. I, th- I think we have a chance. Mark, it's great to catch up with you. Uh, the personality, the energy is always needed. And uh, like you, we're super stoked about BYU football and, of course, what awaits BYU basketball. So let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to get through these next couple months, stay healthy, and uh, keep things rolling over there. Hey, hey, can I come? Listen, you tell me what I got to do, man. I will get a hazmat suit. I will get. I will continuously spray myself with disinfectant <laughs> While on the show, can I not get on on the show with you guys? <laughs> on the set, you want to like, come in? Be on the set. The Zoom is killing me. I kid you not. I will get a bright orange or blue. I'll have the, you know, whole deal. I'll be on oxygen. Can you guys make that happen? Just let me Sp- get on one. Spencer's time. pretty powerful. We'll, we'll see what it. we'll see what Spencer can let me, do. Let me throw my uh, uh, verbal weight around and see if we can't make this happen. We'll, we'll spread <laughs> out. We'll be. We'll have the TNT desk. You'll be Shaq. Spencer will be Charles. <laughs> can we do like a one of those gla- fully glass enclosed case that the magicians use before you know when they're going to drown themselves and just stick me in there and let's go. Yeah, minus the water, of course. We need some yeah. personal contact, boys. I'm done with Zoom. I get it. <laughs> We 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 love it. Uh, yeah, we let's see what yes. we make it happen. Yes, Jim. let's do this next August. Sounds great, <laughs> <laughs> Coach. Great to talk with you, man. Continued success and health to you and your team. All right, thanks, guys, and congrats again to Coach Tataki and the football team, man. Let's go, boys. This sure is fun to watch these guys. Let's go. You got it, Mark Pope on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. He's got to go. He got an email at the end there. <laughs> did Did you notice that he turned his light on in the background? On, <laughs> on off. He's got this like Halo BYU basketball thing behind him. It wasn't intended that way originally, but he never Listen, disappoints. At some point, we'll um, we'll have somebody in the studio, and we'll we'll move out and we'll figure I it think out. with that he he like as soon as we're cleared to do that he sh- he probably has worked his way into the number one spot right I think like, so he needs to be the first guest listen, in the studio listen we got space up here when we restart this thing okay yeah. coming up a world <laughs> record holder joins the program and who is the best defensive player for BYU football right now based on one game 
got a ton of options. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. We are two stories into season two of Deep Blue with features on Zach Wilson, Dax Milne, Malik Moore coming up next week. Jaron Hall the week after that. Watch those in the other 23 from season one of the free BYU TV app today by searching Deep Blue. Teamed up with Jaron Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Yes, the Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Speaking of tackling, Isaiah Kafusi is this week's FWAA Defensive Player of the Week after two sacks versus Navy. Is he the best player on BYU's defense? Through one game? Yes, Jerem. Isaiah Kafusi is the best defensive player on this BYU team right now. Ask me after the Army game, and it might be somebody different. But I will say this. I picked Isaiah Kafusi to lead this BYU team in sacks for the season. Mm-hmm. And he had two against Navy. He's off to a good start. He's pacing for 16. Uh, he received the third highest grade of any player that played at least eight snaps. Peyton Wilgar and Kairos Tonga. I believe Kairos Tonga is BYU's best defensive player. But Isaiah is in the conversation. The athletic Stuart Mandel will join us on Wednesday next week. Like he's athletic? Mm-hmm. Oh. The athletic Stuart Mandel of the athletic. Oh, gotcha. Will join us next Wednesday. <laughs> There's a difference. He was asking his latest mailbag how many teams will be claiming national titles this year and specifically about BYU if the Cougars put them on, put on the blue goggles, blue go goggles undefeated. If the Cougars blue go undefeated. Goggles. Mandel said, quote, Jerem, given how remarkable it is that athletic director Tom Holmo was able to conjure up any schedule after losing 10 of the school's original opponents, BYU should absolutely print some banners and throw itself a parade if it finishes undefeated. Are you on board if BYU goes undefeated to hang a banner? Yeah, we hung a symbolic banner after BYU won the uh, Sirius XM Cosmo you know, mascot challenge. Uh, so yeah, sure, of course, we would do that. We were ready to hang a Pac-12 South banner. <laughs> A year ago, two years ago? And we were ready to hang a Mountain West Conference championship banner if BYU had beaten Boise State, San Diego State, and then Hawaii. We have several of those. We don't need Mm -hmm. another. As David Nixon said, that doesn't matter. It'd be nice to be in a scenario where we can actually hang something, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm on board for this. Are you kidding me? The San Francisco 49ers name your boy, Fred Warner, a team captain. Does he have the biggest role in the NFL among former Cougars? I think he is one of the best players on one of the best teams, but I still think that Kyle Van Noy's role in Miami, because of who the Dolphins are and what they expect him to do, they're expecting, I think, more from Kyle Van Noy. They paid a lot of money to get him, so I think that the expectation level is higher for Kyle Van Noy, and the role is going to be expected to be bigger. Um, But Fred is certainly, I mean, probably the most notable Cougar right now based on who he's playing for and what he's doing with that team. I think it's Fred Warner because he's the captain. There's no other captains that we know of in the NFL for BYU right now on a defense that was in the Super Bowl last year. Also, it's only his third year. So I think it's, yes, Taysom Hill's interesting because of his versatility, but his overall role is as a role player. The majority of these guys are role players. I think Fred Warner is the only one where you go, he's like one of the A-listers on his team. Kyle Van Noy is becoming that. 
because now he's on. He's a great player on probably a bad team. And he's got two Super Bowl rings coming from New England. Right. He Yeah, he was an excellent uh, defender on a team. He was one of the best defenders, but he wasn't like the top two or three defenders. I think Fred Warner, you could argue, is the second best defender on the net. I'm glad that would be Nick Bosa. I'm glad that we're having this uh, debate. It's he, fantastic. And it's year three, by the way, for Fred. He has escalated so quickly into a major role on a really good team. Think about The second best team in the NFC the West. The BYU players in the NFL and the impact they're having on their specific teams. Right? Yes. And I heard what you said about the NFC West. <laughs> I, I always got to throw that in there. I know the Niners won uh, the division. Daniel Sorensen, Taysom Hill, Kyle Van Noy, Fred Warner. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it really is. Okay, coming up, a world record holder, Whitney Orton, joins us. Uh, But why is she a world record holder? And is she in the right sport, Jaron, based on what she just pulled off? This is BYU Sports Nation. In a word, yes. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Sports Games highlights. Interviews, archive content, subscribe to the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel today. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. Before we get to this world record situation, I want to circle back to something we discussed off the top of the show, Jeremy, and that is, does BYU really need to add anybody else to the schedule if they are to validate what we hope is an undefeated season with the eight games they already have on the schedule? Are you of the opinion that... Even if BYU gets to nine or ten games, if those aren't quality opponents, that that, that will make it that much better? Or, it, or is it only a quality opponent for you? No, no, no. It's both. It's quantity and quality. I think because BYU has eight scheduled, and who knows if it's actually eight, right? Who knows if BYU or an opponent has a COVID situation and they have to reschedule and they can't or something. It could be fewer games. Um, I, I think that BYU does need the quality, but they also need quantity because what will BYU's resume be up against when they're trying to get in, into a New Year's Six if they are undefeated? Again, I know this is crazy talk. BYU will need the quantity number as a starter in that conversation. I think that will be a detriment to BYU's resume and hopeful admittance into one of those games. Then you look at the quality and you go, well... Who was good that they beat, right? You hope that Houston's good. You hope that Army's good. You hope that Navy's good. Yes. Western Kentucky's not going to add a lot of the conversation unless they're like one loss. By the way, Western Kentucky and the S&P Plus ratings are the highest rated team, according to Bill Connolly of SB Nation, on BYU's schedule. And Western Kentucky is number 28 in the modified 76 rankings from CBS College Sports. All of this is adding... To the group of five anxiety index yeah, for me. That, like that Western Kentucky you game. You mean Western Kentucky. Yes. And then after that, North Alabama. I think Western Kentucky might beat Kentucky this year. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Kentucky, the Hill, Kentucky the lost some can weapons. play, man. They can, they can chuck the ball all over the field. Listen, Hills, that's cute. Come to the mountains and play Brigham. Uh, the pride of the Wasatch. Is the band going to be at the game? Do we know that? <laughs> I hope. If the band's not at the game. Home games, that's gonna we're gonna that's gonna lose a lot of mojo. They can still play socially included. distanced, right? They don't have to be like up against each other. Like they, there's gonna they, be no, there's gonna be no one in that stadium. The band needs to be in there, yes, they, because they will be. They won't even need to mic them up. You know what I mean? There'll be so few people in there. They won't. Normally, they put some mics kind of by them and like they enhance a broadcast. I hope they are there. I hope the, the sound will carry around a mostly empty stadium. I'm excited to hear what 6,000 fans 
can create oh, on the volume meter. Uncle Uncle Daryl's going to be yelling <laughs> cougar board takes left and right. We're going to hear it <laughs> on some parab on the field. Can't wait for that. Hey, if you'd like to chime in on that conversation, hashtag BYUSN, whether it's about fans or it's about adding games for BYU, <clears throat> whenever you want. It's Twitter, an emotional topic. Facebook, it's Instagram. very emotional. Coming up, who are in today's elite voices? And we're going to try and chase down a world record holder. Listen, she's fast. She's hard to catch. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. We've got a daily reminder for all y'all. The show is available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast by Googling BYU Sports Nation Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back to... BYU Sports Nation in Studio B with our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Whitney Orton set a world record by running a mile while dribbling a basketball in 4.58.56. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's incredible. And the new world record holder, Whitney Orton, joins us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Whitney, welcome back to the show. How did you come up with the idea to dribble a basketball in a mile faster than anybody else has ever done? Um, It was definitely just Coach Taylor. She saw it on social media. She saw this high school girl that just broke the record, and it was kind of just like a funny thing. And it kind of became a bigger deal since everyone else has been talking about it, but it was honestly for fun. But, Yeah. (laughs) Okay, how fast can Coach you run Taylor. a mile without She's a basketball? Um, my best time is 429. So you only added 29 so. seconds with a basketball? Is that what you're telling me? I guess. Wow! <laughs> I guess so. Okay, it, we, we know you have game. Uh, where are you, by the way? Who's around you? I am outside the Smithfield house in a corner. Hopefully no one can hear me or see me. (laughs) Will you, um, will you turn the camera and, and make sure your volume's up all the way for a sec? I want, I want to say something to the people. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Some golf carts. Go ahead. Say it to them. Oh, oh, you're in a good, Oh, you have an earpiece in. I'm told. I was going to say, Hey guys, we're shooting an interview here. (laughs) Quiet down. Okay. What you did is incredible. And You're just yelling you, in my ear. Yeah, I'm yeah. basically my, my mom does that with my my son too. Hey Tate, I'm like, it's an AirPod, sorry. Uh, you did it with Anna Camp Bennett as well, which was really impressive. What what was it like to do this and what what kind of reaction have you had from from this world record? Um yeah, it's like I said, it's definitely like blown out. I think it's been blown out of proportion. Honestly. Like it's for fun, you know, but everyone's been just kind of messaging and doing all these, I don't know. Everyone's been reaching out about it more than I have with other things that I actually care way more about. So I'm like, dang it. <laughs> but also like, this is so nice. But yeah, it was fun to do with Anna. And yeah, we both played basketball in high school and we kind of we play one on one a little bit every once in a while to just keep our game, you know, a little bit. Who, who wins? So it was fun to do it with her. Uh, <laughs> should, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> were, were you afraid that you'd ever kind of kick the basketball or 
dribble it off your knee and you'd have to chase it down and that would affect the run? Because I'm assuming you'd have to grab the basketball and keep dribbling, right? Uh, yes. So you, like, can't lose the ball, I Ooh. guess. That's, like, one of the rules of the, the basketball mile, you know? So, yes, like, that was definitely something to think about. It's, it was so weird to combine the two because it's a different form than basketball when you're dribbling, you're like down in defensive position. But like in this, like with running, you want to be like straight posture, like relaxed and like not thinking, but you had to think while racing a lot because you wanted to focus on the ball and not kick it. And so it was just a very weird combination of things, but yes, definitely was worried about that. I felt like I couldn't kick it in at the end as much as I wanted because it wasn't worth to lose the ball. I feel like it would have been, I feel like it would have been awesome if there was a referee with you running alongside just to see if you traveled. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> that would have been really funny. <laughs> Whitney Orton with us on BYU Sports Nation. Are you in the right sport? Do we need to contact Jeff <laughs> Judkins and get you onto the women's <laughs> basketball team? My dad has been telling me that. he's He wants me to, like, use my last year for basketball <laughs> by my dad. I, I do love basketball, but I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> you could be BYU's first four-sport athlete because you're already in three, cross-country, indoor track, outdoor oh, track. Oh, you're right. And then women's hoops. I, I, think, I think we ought to seriously consider this because that would be quite the feat. I mean, you're already accomplished. You now hold a world record. Which, by the way, was it a Guinness world record? Was it a world record with something else? We've always heard Guinness. What, what, uh, what is it? Honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> like, I, I'm the worst. It doesn't matter when you're the record holder. <laughs> yep, that's all. Explain your life without a cross-country season right now. I mean, you're breaking world records. You're staying busy, clearly, with school and whatnot. But what, what's life like without an actual season? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, Coach Taylor's trying to make it like similar with training so that we are still getting fit and getting better and stuff. And she's been setting up like inner squad races and stuff, but it's definitely different. It's, it's kind of hard to have the same intensity a little bit. Like it's definitely one of my struggles. I'm, I'm mindfully trying to be as intense in workouts and things without having races, like actual races. So it really is different, but it's good that she's been creative and getting us basketball miles and stuff to kind of put our attention to, but yeah, a little weird, but we're, we're just, trucking along you know <laughs> listen 2020 is going to be weird and we're going to put on the list you know hey we saw a basketball mile world record of you <laughs> like that's awesome right um how's school right now for you do you have all right do you have a mix of in-person and virtual classes i know it's unique so i was talking to one of our camera operators here she only has virtual classes right um for me i have one blended. i had one that was online uh, it got moved or I got had one that was in class, but it got moved to online. And then, so yeah, most of them are online, but still get to come on campus. So that's nice. Whitney, it's great to catch up with you. Uh, congratulations again on that world record. Uh, you've depressed most people because they can't run a mile in under six minutes, let alone in under <laughs> with five a basketball or with a basketball. But, uh, Oh, no. <laughs> That's uh, not, that wasn't my intention, okay? <laughs> I kid. I kid. No, outstanding stuff. Um, let's give you some karma for school, and we hope to see you running uh, against other teams very soon. 
Thank you very much. You got it. Whitney Orton on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I'm serious about the basketball thing. I'm serious. I, I think it would be a really, really cool thing. Some people say, okay, track and field is one sport. It's actually two. They go indoor and outdoor. There's a cross-country season, right? She do four sports, bro. She, she was She's a legit runner. She, and then she was an all-state basketball player in high school. And with that, where's she from again? Penguin? But she's from a smaller school. Penguin? So it's like, yeah, let, let, her, let her have a shot. Let's walk, go. Walk on tryouts. Let's go, man. This happened a couple years ago, right? Softball, women's hoops. Let's go, man. That's awesome. World record. That's right. That's cool. Creative. That's right. Love it. All right. Our question of the day. Back to BYU football. Does BYU need to add more games to the football schedule to potentially validate a special season? At CT Matheson on Instagram says, 100% beggars can't be choosers, but a special season will require some notable wins. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Jordan Hammond answers on Facebook. Yes, BYU needs the chance to play more competitive and harder games. The ability to run the table and go undefeated is great and all, but as a fan, it's better to watch a harder competitive game than it is seeing your team dominate every team they play. It's been one game. I've been, <laughs> it's been one game. So when I see a state sentence like seeing your team dominate every team they play, it's well, been one Well, that's an assumption that it will game. continue. We're talking about winning. We're not talking about dominating. Army, Houston, and Western Kentucky can play, and Troy's not a slouch either. Like they're... But they are a slouch in the conversation against a Power 5 team. Like, for BYU, yes. But in the conversation of getting into a New Year's Six, Troy is a slouch. Western Kentucky is a slouch. Use it as bu- bulletin board material. I don't care. Whatever. I'm not playing in the game. I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Daniel Sorensen gets mine. Uh, he's going to start his seventh year, 80th game played, Super Bowl champ, undrafted guy. And by the end of this season, he will have made $17.8 million. Yeah, Danny. That's the good life. My rising shout-outs go to Fred Warner and his younger brother, Troy Warner. Both are captains on their respective teams, which That's I think cool. is pretty awesome. And I saw a tweet from their father that said, proud dad here. You yeah. know, I, thought, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Your sons are captains on their teams. Listen, if my kid just gets through, uh, you know, second grade, I'll be proud. Standards are a little lower in the Jordan household. <laughs> NFL and college players. Set those expectations very carefully, right? right? That's what we learned. (laughs) Thanks to today's guests, Mark Pope and Whitney Orton. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Conversation continues on the internet. Hashtag BYUSN for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Mark Bellini. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs.